Hello and welcome to another edition of the Potters Podcast. Today we've got a packed show. No football match, obviously, because we play on Monday. Packed. Packed. <laughs> but Nathan Jones has been sacked, so we're going to talk about should he have gone. Then we're going to talk about some of the clever decisions or bad decisions on who could be the next manager of Stoke City Football Club. Well, we can talk about why they went wrong as well. Yeah, so. we'll talk about that as well. Also, we've got a special guest. He's a bit nuts, so we have to apologise in advance. So I hope you enjoy and we'll get cracked into it. Right after a weirdly boring week, on the Friday, a bit of an announcement that come out of absolutely nowhere, Nathan Jones was relieved of his duties. My battery was dead, so this has got in the back, never sure. I know, I was just getting work and I didn't know the news at the time because I started work at one. Everyone was going, ah, he's gone, has he? Has he? <laughs> to like look on my phone. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? What did you go? But yeah, he's gone. Wait, I think it's a bit late. I mean, after the to the Millwall game, what so well, I, 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 what I don't understand is why they've decided to keep him on for four days and then gone. Yeah, go on, let's sack him. We've got a game Monday. We'll sack him now. <laughs> we'll sack him now. Let's ruin preparation. I can't. I like. I thought I, I wanted him to succeed. I thought that this is a, a young manager, vibrant. And I thought, is this a new Eddie Al Eddie coming through the door? You can't argue against these stats now. It's a results game, mate. And whether you like him or not, at the end of the day, it is a results business and we have been woeful. I know. I mean, when you go back into it, I mean, he tried to bring the diamond into formation. and I'll give him due. I'll give him his due. I mean, he, he brought, he spent two million. He brought in free transfers and loans this summer to try and obviously play his style. Excuse board level antics at this club there seems to be a, a nonchalance like a, a bit of a oh well we're better than all this and we, we can do it this way and do it that way Skulls has got to be accountable now for this we've brought in four managers in the last not even two seasons three seasons and we're looking for another one we can't be we can't be sitting here now going that just, just Nathan Jones being a failure if he was a failure we have to look at why he wasn't a failure he was a failure and that's what we're going to go into now why did Nathan Jones not succeed at Stoke City I genuinely think his philosophy would work better at a club that is not in the same situation Stoke were in. If you'd have took over somewhere who say, say you looked at it and the manager left for a better job, so then Nathan came in mm-hmm. and you've got an half decent side and you go, right, I want to bring him on a free, I want to bring him in. He'll have time to develop it because I've already got a decent squad. Mm-hmm. I can use him as and where I want to. I can move him round, I can... I can bring four or five in, but just rotate them a little bit. But has he got a good squad? No. Uh, the problem is, is like we said before, you've got you've got too many negative negative players there still for me. The Joe Allens and stuff. I still genuinely think a lot of people said to me this week, he looks like he wants to win every game. But how do we know that? We don't know that for definite. We don't know that what's going on in the dressing room. At the end of the day on Monday, they turned around and said that all the players have got together for a meeting to. Uh, sort of thrash out what's been going on and then five days later the manager gets sacked so was the manager there have all the players sat there and said I don't like the way we play is this why we're in this situation because he is good players at Stoke I'm not denying that there's still a lot of players and we still need a striker the reality is we keep I mean what have we bought striker wise in the last two years Vokes Vokes Benefobie Scott Hogan Hogan's probably the best one of the lot Lee Gregory he's not good enough mate he's not he works hard but we need someone who's going to score us 12-15 goals a season 
But this is where we have to look at it now. Do the, do the Stoke fans have to wake up to the realisation that we aren't good side in this league? Have the fans got to wake up to this? I think it would have been nice to just sort of stabilise things for a couple of years. To, for us to nosedive like we have, I think that's a little bit concerning for me because the thing is, there's plenty of clubs in this division who've left the Premier League and stayed in this league for a long time. And a lot of them haven't struggled. I mean, Leeds, how long have Leeds been back in the Championship? They've dropped down, they've come back well, up. they dropped down to League One at one point. Yeah, they did. But they've spent a lot of time in the Championship. And, and then this season, they look like it might be their season. I still don't think it will be. I still think, <laughs> Legs will will go. I still think they'll ruin it. But the thing is, I think a lot of Stoke fans, when we first went down, were like, we'll go straight back up. What but, we needed... But, but who, was just expect, who put that expectation on us? That, the bookies that, don't tell. Well, it was the board. The board said, we're, we're going to go straight back up. We well, are well, that's what I mean. I mean, who's who's? I mean, is it the manager that's saying these things, or is it Tony Scholes going? No, talent, we're going up. We we trust in you, Gary. You're going to get us back up, straight back to the Premier League. Overconfidence. It's and then, but that goes into the fans. So all us fans sitting there going, yeah, we're going to believe this. We're going to go straight back up. Everyone's going to be happy again. We'll be back playing United. But then the realization is that we haven't got the squad capable to go straight back up. Even though we spent 30 odd million, this, that and the other way, we can go into the bad signings. The expectation is there because the club put that in the... Created that. Created that illusion that we're going to go straight back up. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. So, again, is that a problem with the board or is it the manager? I think the manager's got a little bit answer to this season because as far as I'm concerned, I saw a post once saying that when there's a press conference with the manager, that the, the players watch it and they might read off it a little bit. So if we've had a bad result, they turn around and say, oh, well, he, he wasn't very happy with me. As far as I'm concerned, if I was the manager, I'd be saying to him, whatever you hear me saying outside of this dressing room is rubbish. I say it to the press, to just to the fact... Because the thing is, as far as I'm concerned, if I had a group of players in front of me at the start of the season, it's like, what's the, what's the aim, boss? The aim is, whatever you want it to be. If you work hard enough, you can get what you want out of this season. If you don't, then you won't get it. The problem is, he's come straight out and says, well, we're going to go straight back up. So then straight away, the fans have gone, right, we're right up for this. Well, and, and you're thinking, separate real life from the dressing room a little bit. Well, I mean, he said we were, gonna, we were aiming for the playoffs, and I thought at the start of the season, that's a realistic aim. I thought, yeah. Well, you said sixth, I think, didn't you? I said fifth, no, fourth or fifth, I said. And then two weeks in, and then, and then after, after the first two games, I thought, well, we, we might be lucky to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, what I don't think helps him at the time is that they come out, and, they, and it's the same thing every season. I'm noticing now that the, all the managers are saying the same thing at the start of the season. When they start at the proper start of the season, they're coming out saying, oh, everything's positive, everything's going well, we're going to do this, that, and the other. But I, I, to this day, I don't believe whatever the manager says. Because I think Tony Scholes reads through what's said and goes, well, don't say that. Say we're going to do this, we're going to do this, that and the other. As soon as we start playing the game. I mean, like, if you look at our pre-season this season, we look brilliant at times. I mean, I know it was against lower league teams, but we look like we're a good together squad. But then as soon as day one comes in, we get absolutely battered. I mean, yeah. QPR played us off the park. Charlton, we played okay against Charlton, to be fair. And one thing that I'll talk about Nathan Jones, where he went wrong, is he, he went with a diamond. And yes, we weren't getting results, but the performances were there. We yeah. just weren't taking his chances or they were making errors at the back and we weren't picking up points because of it. I'm not sure which game it was. Was it, after, was it before Derby where we got the draw? He changed to this new system with three at the back and tried this, that and the other, changed his system. And I think from then on, we looked dire. 
we looked like a team that were no ideas, no system in place, and I think it killed him. I think it killed him by he changing his own to stop philosophy us from conceding goals. That that's all he was doing. Because I saw it in the early games, the Charlton game. We were so good on the break in that game. Fair enough. I know we didn't win, but that yeah. was the problem. We were partly men forward. That was his philosophy. As soon as we lost the ball, we were banging trouble. Because <laughs> we were conceding two or three most weeks. Weren't we? But the the biggest problem with me is that it comes down to players as well. I mean, if you play with the system that he plays, where you play with wing backs, your midfielders has got to cover them going forward and backwards. Yeah. And they weren't doing them roles. Lucas wasn't dropping in at left back just to support. Allen wasn't dropping in at right back to help the defence. So when the ball does come back, there's people in position yeah. that can stop a counter attack and then the defenders get back in place. Because they had no pace. Yeah. And the fact is, it goes straight back to the summer window that, yes, he had a system that worked at Luton, but he had Jack Stacey at right back. He had James Justin at left back in the wing-back roles that were bombing forward, getting forward and getting back. Yeah. So for me, he didn't get what he needed. So I, 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 I can't judge him. I can't judge him. Because after January, when he first came into the club, Sam Boats was signed. For me personally, nothing to do with him. Danny Bat, I think the same. I think he was the third on the choice that he thought, well, let's get him in. I haven't been impressed with him all season, really, no. Danny Bat. He would say that he did play well in the win over Fulham. But I can't legislate because of the mistakes he made before in the start of the season. So for me, we have to, we can put, I can put a, a line under the sand and say results are there to be seen that it wasn't good enough. He knows it's not good enough himself. And to be fair, it is time for somebody new to come in because if, if we carry on the way we're going, we're going to end up in League Two because we we can't go down. Not not with the wage bill that some of our players have got. We we can't afford to drop again. Because I mean, when, I mean, to be fair to Sunderland, when they dropped, they did have a massive sale and got rid of anybody except Jack Rodwell. Sorry, who was who was earning good money. We we've got Joe, Joe Allen, who's got three years left on his contract. We've got Jack Butland, who's got two on, left on his, and Buell's got a year left. These yeah. are all on big money, and if we drop to League One, it's going to financially cripple the club. Oh, it destroys well, you. we'd lose another eight eight to ten thousand on the gates as well if we drop to League One. Oh God, yeah. So it, it's going to cripple the club. Yeah. So I can understand the decision. So now we're going to move into who do we think is the right man for the job? Poison Charles, mate. I'd say the one thing that worries me slightly is whoever does come in, if it do, if the results don't change, are they just going to want... The, some of these fans have got to realise that this isn't just the manager. It isn't. It isn't just the manager. We all, if, people, if people still You've think... have got to start looking It's at just the manager. We've got to start looking. And I'm starting to think, does Peter Coates, do, he isn't there running things day in, day out? Is he even aware of how bad the situation is at Stoke? Is Tony Scholes going to go, you know, the trees are made of candy floss and the rivers are made of co- Coca-Cola? Yeah. Everything's great, don't you worry. We'll be back in the Premier League in a couple <laughs> of years. And is he swallowing it? I mean, because... When he comes out with statements like he did when we went down, going, what's all the fuss about? When we, we couldn't even buy a win. I don't think I've ever been that angry at Stoke at that close. Well, I mean, that just to see, is he, that, is he out of touch? Does he actually see what's going on at the club? Well, he is of a vintage, isn't he? Well, you get I forgetful, mean, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Who have we got sat these goals? Liverpool? No, no, we're a long, a long way off. <laughs> that was far near the feet. <laughs> but as long as we're okay, everything's great. Yeah, <laughs> don't you worry yourself. Don't want your ticker going anywhere. <laughs> Have a steak. <laughs> Everything's fine. You have to look at it now. So we've got we've been linked to a few managers in a quick well. I say a few managers. We've been linked to everybody in the dog in the last couple of days. I mean, nobody's jumped out at me. 
Not a single link's been jumped out. I mean, we've been linked. Apparently, done an illegal approach for Alex Neal. Impressed yeah. him. To be fair, he's been doing a good job, but he's, he's still a nah, kind of manager. Yeah. Been linked back with Tony Pulis, which is obvious. Which is an obvious one. That's always going to happen, especially as he's out of work. Steve Turnbull loves him. And then you've got we've been linked to Joey Barton. We've been linked See, that to me a little bit. Lee Bowie. Um, yeah, he's done a decent enough job. I'm trying to think who else there's been. Oh, our Michael O'Neill, a Northern Ireland manager's been linked. A, a bit of a shot in the dark one of Martin O'Neill, which is like, a, for me, a no. <laughs> an instant no. <laughs> Let's leave that one alone. So for me, we have been linked to managers, but there's nobody there that go that makes me go, mm, yeah, he, he's a perfect candidate. Apart but from, how much of the press? Well, but that's the thing. Well, we, we know now that the Preston one was true because Preston have come out and said there's been a legal approach. Alex Neal had then had to put a statement on saying he's going nowhere. So if Stoke have got it, there's another massive mistake from the board. Yeah. By going for him without negotiating with Preston. Yeah. So there you go again. We'll probably get punished for that now. Yeah. And in another financial oh. ban because of idiocy. Yeah. Skulls has probably gone. Hey, it's work at Preston. Have your eyes. Have your eyes. I'll link the kit man up now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at it there, and, and so let's go into it now. Alex Neal, does he is he the man that you think? Yeah. I didn't think it's any improvement to what we already had. I mean, he's doing well at Preston. Nathan Jones was doing well at Luton. Gary Wright was doing a good job at Derby. Yeah. Still doesn't make he's going to come in at Stoke and go, right, I can fix that with no creativity in that team whatsoever. Yeah. I'll change it where we'll score goals. So, for me, Alex Neal's a no. I mean, I'm probably going to get loads of people going, what are you on about? But I just don't, I think it's a no. I mean, if we had him fair enough, I'll back him. It's our way. Pulis coming back. Now, at first, when, before he got sacked, I thought Pulis was the only man for the job. I did, I'll admit he. And I'm going to go back on my own word. I think he's done now at a professional level. I think... There's a big reason why his last two jobs haven't lasted long and he hasn't been at clubs for long times because I think his way, like all these managers that we've been linked to, like Chris Hewton, Tony Pulis, Big Sam Allardyce, who luckily we haven't been linked with, David Moyes, these are managers that have had their time and those type of managers are never going to get you anywhere long term. No. Pulis might come in, keep us up, and we'll go brilliant and then it'll start, then it'll start being boring. And the fans will start turning again yeah. because the football's not brilliant. We're defending against teams like Barnet in the <laughs> cup, yeah. and we're all going to go get him out <laughs> defending against Barnet. <laughs> so for me, this is where the board's got to earn its money. But I don't trust them because we've had two talented managers. Then they failed, and both of them have, and all, well, both of them have failed because yeah. the club hasn't got what they need. On both occasions. See, the one, the one that surprised me was Jerry Barton. Now, the thing is, I'm not saying he's, he's, he's not having a battle. Well. He's, he's doing all right. He's doing well. But what's a bit stereotypical for me at Stoke is he's one manager of the month this week. Jerry Barton. We'll get him in. <laughs> well, that's what happened with Nathan Jones, was <laughs> You just think, like, someone gets handed a little bit of a get medal. Get him. Get him in. Get him in. He's won one game. Get him in. <laughs> he's won four in a row. Get him in. <laughs> I just think, you can't base an appointment on. Let's face it, he's not just a little bit inexperienced, Barton. He's very inexperienced. I don't know he's probably the same level as Nathan Jones. He's managed a while now at Fleetwood. He's been there about two and a half seasons, hasn't he? So how long it is? It's been a while he's been there. He's been yeah. on TalkSport before. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't been on TalkSport. I mean, Jamie O'Hara's there. What's happened to his career? 
He was at Villa Rakei a couple of seasons ago, wasn't he? Well, their manager's always off his bonds, isn't he? <laughs> the other owner is. Well, well, he's he's selling the club, on. Barnett Mark, selling it. <laughs> Probably taxable. He pulled over for... <laughs> Lots of yeah, a dodgy thing. I'm, I'm just wondering, is, is it right for Stoke that we do? If, if we do, I mean, like Lee Bowie, he's done a good job at Charlton under their regime, and it's quite similar to Stoke, where the board don't really know what they're doing, so he's got to try and get the best out of what he's got, which he's done at Charlton. I mean, their owner's mad, and he doesn't care. Is Lee Bowie the right fit for the club? I mean, I, I, like if Joey Barton came in, I wouldn't mind it, but again, it's one of them, that, the baggage that comes with it. He's a nutcase. We all know he's a nutcase. It's been well known and documented that the man's a nutcase. It's certainly a way under all the Cone Arnold lads over. Yeah, well, yeah. As, well, as, if, as long as he gets him off the stairs. Take him off! <laughs> as long as he gets him off the stairs, I'm not too bothered. But I mean, Michael, Michael O'Neill's one that scares me because I can, see, I can see that happening. Now, to be fair, he's done a great job with Northern Ireland. He got them to the Euros. He's made them a hard team to beat competitive in international football. But it's a big step up to go from that into league football. Now, he could be the right manager, but I, I just, for me, it, it's a scream of desperation again of, oh, he's doing okay with Northern Ireland. Let's get him in at Stoke. Yeah. I mean, look what happened to Chris Coleman when he went to Sunderland halfway through the season. Oh, destroyed his career. He, 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 he won one game or yeah. two games and he, he, nothing improved because he didn't have the experience to go out there and do week in, week out. And he didn't have Gareth Bale. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you think they've just linked Barton as well because it's quite local too? Because I, I know I still it's got a house in Manchester. I, I, I don't know really. I mean, I, I just. Is he Scousenty Barton? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a Liverpool fan, I think. Or, yeah, 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 but it, I know he's. Uh, the thing is. Fleetwood's not far, is it? So it's it's near Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's it's not far. I think sometimes some of these links drop out of the water a little bit. Well, I think now it's the the state is that it's going to be hard to get a talented manager. I mean, Alex Neal's separated himself, and he was the only one that knows this level, quite experienced, got Norwich promoted as well. I remember so. Yeah. And to be fair, he's built a good side there with next to nothing and brought, and brought through really talented players like Alan Brown and Ben Pearson from next to nothing. He's really kicked them on as good, talented players. But the fact is, we don't need somebody that's that's going to drop in. We need somebody who's going to drop in and get this team playing. But that's where Pulis comes in, isn't it? And, and an old dad. But the, the thing is, with having an old head, there's a difference between having an old head and a very, very, very old head. I mean, prehistoric. Well, prehistoric. Yes. If we go back to a third stint of the same manager, I've never known it before. I've never known it where it's been three stints from the same manager. I've never known that. Whenever there's I bet who's it has, Auntie? Who? Dario Grady. No, he he went there and... He did leave for briefly and went yeah, back. Yeah, he went back, he? but it was only twice, same as Pugh's one Is he in prison now? That's quite unaware. I don't think he is, no. Because I, I think he got a bit... Yeah, so with with it, cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just looking... I looked at the list the other day and nobody screams out to me as a candidate that you think. I mean, like last season, it was a bit like... It was very left field when we decided to give Nathan Jones a job because he, Nathan Jones is an inexperienced. But to be fair, when he jumped in at Luton, yes, it took him 18 months to get them playing, but there was still a winning mentality at that club because yeah. of the promotion from... Non-league to yeah. League Two, so there was still a squad there that was capable of winning games. Stoke, it's been three years of absolute turgid football. With turgid. No, well, if you, we're going all, we're going all up market now on on That's on a very post post. Well, well, it's, we're bringing guests on now, so we've got to try and up the stage. 
But I mean, looking at the list there, I don't. I, I mean, who do you reckon is the right man for the job out of that list that's there? Really, I don't know. I think a lot. Of, I think the worrying thing is a lot of managers will look at that position and say, "Is he jumping?" It's like Bowie. Is he jumping out of one fire into another? Well, because he's probably obviously. I mean, Bowie, like I said, I think with Bowie, he's obviously done well in a bad situation with what's going on off the field at Charlton. And his team have just galvanised together and, and carried on. But does he want to go somewhere else and have problems with another board? Well, turn around and say you can't do this and you can't do that. And I don't know. I think I think the modern manager doesn't need that. They just want to be backed and do things their way. Well, I, th- I think the problem is with the modern culture. Somebody, I think somebody was saying this on on one of the radio stations the other day. One of them was talking about like modern managers don't really know now or have been trained and coached when they're learning to become coaches and managers that the board and buy most of the players for them and then they've got to use what they're getting. Yes, they'll have a say, like if there's a choice of three, this, that and the other, but normally the board make a big decision on bringing in players. But our board have been doing that as well as the other side. Yeah. And... I just I feel that the problem is with whoever comes in. If we bring a modern manager in, the same problem's going to apply. I mean, one thing that nobody's thinking at the moment, which is madness to me, why don't we look abroad? Well, it's there, isn't it? The thing is, plenty of other clubs do, don't they? Look abroad, but is it one of them where it's, I don't know? Maybe Elsa come in, doesn't it? Well, I mean, look at the history of it, Huddersfield. Uh, Varner, whatever, what was his name? David Varner. Wagner. Wagner. Thingy at Norwich. Oh, um, yeah, he yeah. And then you've got Jokovic, yeah. Jokinovic, whatever his name is, at Fulham. Yeah. These foreign managers are coming in and, and bleeding through the average British manager because they just don't have any technical know how of how to improve a way of playing. So why don't we give it a go? It's that I mean, modern European style, isn't it? Yeah, they do. Know how to. Why don't we just give um, a, a foreign manager a go? But is it worth it at this stage? Yeah. Cut adrift. Uh, I, I mean, if, as long as it's a good manager, as long as it's someone with good experience, somebody that's doing well at, say, a lower level in Germany or a lower level in Italy, you know, somebody that... I mean, why not give an experienced ex-manager... Why can't it? No, let's get bloody Marcello Lippi in. <laughs> It's not going to happen. Is he alive? <laughs> He's still going. Well, that's too when he was in the World Cup. <laughs> that's Trapattoni. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying sometimes you can it's like don't go nuts and go right let's get Claudio Ranieri back in football (laughs) Fulham tried that (laughs) but there's got to be somebody out there abroad that we can look at and go yeah he can turn this pile of garbage that is the Stoke squad at the moment into something by just changing tactics and moving this that and the other around don't you think sometimes at that level you've got to have been watching them for a while I don't. I think sometimes they don't. They do. I mean, look at the managers and the bounce back they have when they bring a foreign lad in. They just, yeah. they just tend to like just fly off and, and do well. Yeah. It's like the Southampton manager. What's his name? Hisopeard or whatever his name is. Yeah. So when Mark Hughes left, you thought, damn. He turned around. They got, they got up to 14th, 13th, 14th in the Premier League. So not working this season. Well, it's not working this season. But that's that's just how Southampton have spent their money, have they? They, they never, they never do. Two <laughs> but that's that's just football sometimes, especially in the Premier League. It's, it's if you don't tough. if you don't get backed and you because that's the biggest problem in the, in, with football at times is that you you buy a player they'll wait for a couple of months and then they don't work again and, and then you're back to square one again I still think they've got a lot of overrated players Southampton as well I think Redmond's very hit and miss well, and we talked about buying him didn't we when we, the season we went down and 
the problem is he'll do you'll be all right for three or four games and he goes missing for a month or two yeah well that's Southampton for you anyway well they've no Southampton they go down crap but <laughs> when you when you look at Stoke and the way they're doing things at the moment I just don't understand why they just don't give in foreign man a go instead of bringing all this we keep bringing British man we, we go, instead of bringing a foreign lad in we got that desperate we brought Paul Lambert in when instead of just going right let's have that bloke that Southampton have had let's have that bloke from Italy that was doing well at yeah. Genoa or whatever maybe it's a short just, just give somebody from abroad a go just to maybe kick them into a, into a, a way of playing then if they start dropping off bring a good manager like Nathan Joseph because the mentality is there yeah but instead, we're just dropping like a stone because we're trying the same thing over and over again and we're not working. So now we told you, we've got a special guest. Is he special? <laughs> well, <laughs> he can be. Hey, hey up, mate, hey. how are we? Not, yeah, I'm all right, mate, you? Yeah, not too bad. We've got a Chinese coming, aren't you? What have you got? Yeah, um, we've got, I've got with me hot and sour soup, barbecue spare ribs and uh, beef with green peppers and black bean sauce. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. We're not messing about, bro. You're going for it, are we? Well, I've got the, the Grand Prix coming on, innit? You know, the Hamilton's going for his sixth world title if he wins, so for uh, the Chinese, what's the Grand Prix in there? And have an early night. Right, sounds, sounds good. Sunday night, sound lovely. Yeah. Right, so. To be honest, mate, anything to. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Right, we'll go into it. So, what do you what what do you think of the news this week, then? About the manager going? Um, 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 I'm not surprised. I'm surprised at the timing of it. Um, I think that uh, that could have been handled a little bit better. I think all the news about Alex Neil coming out and whatever's been happening with that, I, you know, we don't know what's going on. But just based on the manager, he tried. Um, and it was time for him to go because we all thought he was going to go after the Huddersfield game. I think when he practically resigned, um, you know, to Nigel Johnson, um, yeah. he had a, a, a bit of a reprieve, you know, due to the you know, winning two games against uh, Fulham and Swansea respectively. But um, I think that he would have been gone had the manager been lined up, and I don't think anybody wanted the job at the time, or nobody came in and um, listen. I hear a lot of people saying he's a nice guy and this, that, and the other. You know, it doesn't matter. Your records, you stand. You know, you live and die by your record, and his record was atrocious. So um, he had to go. So yeah, it well, was the right move. It should have been sooner for me, but yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think it is. I think I've come to the conclusion now it's the right time. I don't, I don't think he got the help from the board. The right players were coming in, obviously wrong players. Uh, but Alex Neil was favourite. That looks like it's come through. The, ended now because it's not going to happen because he's come out of a statement. Who do you reckon is the right man for the job now? I think just at the moment, right now, this second, I know there's a lot of people on me and Aaron and, you know, Tony Pulis, they don't want him, they did want him. Um, would he come back for a third time, wouldn't he? Um, I just think just for the fact that he knows the club, he knows the area, he knows the people, just for the fact that I think Stoke City are in a right mess right now, I think we're really struggling. And I think there's a very, very distinct possibility that we could be playing League One football next season and, and that would absolutely kill me off I'd be devastated to see us back down into that you know that standard of football um, I don't think we're too good for it because no team's too good to go down but um, I think Tony Pulis would come in and he would just get a discipline he would just make us hard to beat um, and he would he would get he would get results we'd grind out wins and in the position where we need to grind out wins Mark but the, the thing is people are saying oh 
is there nobody else that you, you know why why does it have to be Tony Pulis it doesn't have to be Tony Pulis no, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying it must be Tony Pulis he's got to come in and get the job uh, if you can give me a manager with the track record that he's got how he sets teams up how he how he organises them how, how he's got you know the discipline and, and, and he gets the attitudes and he gets them all playing for each other if you can name me another manager that can come in who knows the place and, and can do that with those players then fine I'm all for it Lou McCarry. I can't think of anybody that's why I'd have Tony Pulis what about Lou skip to the Lou say again Lou McCarry. <laughs> Lou McCarry. Well, we've just been discussing it before that I, I personally, why don't we try going down the foreign route this time? Just try something completely different. Someone now, abroad. Yeah, I, w- I would, and I'd be very open to that idea. The only thing I would say regarding that is, would you be open to that idea right now? Where yeah. we are in this situation. I mean, it maybe if if we stay up and we can get somebody to come in and do a a salvage job or just keep us in the lead which is along the lines I was thinking and then next season you know then let's look at that let's look at a a, a new philosophy a new style of football a new way of looking at things I don't think bringing for me just in my opinion it might work I might be wrong but I wouldn't bring in a foreign man I certainly wouldn't bring in a foreign manager who didn't know the league if it was a foreign manager who's been in the league or knows English football then yeah brilliant like you know I'd be all for it but not not a, no overseas who's never been in the league because we're in a bad position. I don't think Stoke fans realise how bad of a position we're in, and, and the games have just been drifting us by. It's been drifting on by. And we're in a we're in a. I mean, we play. I'm going to Barnsley next week. We're playing Barnsley. Barnsley are on nine points. We're on eight points. If we don't beat West Brom tomorrow and we go to Barnsley and lose, we're going to be four points behind Barnsley. Never mind the the the, the, the bottom three. The, the bottom team next to us, Barnsley. We'll be four points behind them, so it's it's it's, it's desperate times. I think it is to be honest I mean we're looking at it at the moment but sometimes I think if you bring a manager that doesn't know the league he just comes in with a fresh stance and a different look to the league doesn't he it's where he doesn't look at it as in oh I've got to sort this out that he looks at it right I've got a job doing here let's get it fixed yeah I yeah, think I think at times like people are going right. Let's bring Tony Pulis in, and I can understand why because of his track record. But I think these old style managers like your Tony Pulis, your Chris Hutons, your Big Sam's, your David Moyes, these managers I think now are tied and tested. I think the manager the reason why they don't have long times at clubs now, like they do a year and a bit, then get sacked, is because fans won't ha- handle it anymore. If Pulis comes back, yeah, he'd, he'd be like the hero, keeping us up in the league. But he's he's not going to do. If Pulis did come back, he's not going to go. Yeah, I'll stay till the end of the season then he'll go is he he's going to want a long deal and money to spend as well I, I agree with that mate 100% and that, that was my only my only worry that you know I don't think he would come in just for six months and then, and then go um, whether whether he'd do it as a favour to Colsey because I know they're good friends you know as you know maybe he would but in in terms of what you're saying I, I do agree with you but the only thing I would say and you're right with the foreign manager coming fresh approach and all that I, I, I agree with all of that I, so I can't argue with what you're saying because they're valid points what I would say is that could I be as certain as anything that if Tony Pulis came into the football club would he keep Stoke City in this league and I, I nothing's a guarantee but I could hand on heart I, I'd, I'd be a good 80% of me would say yes he would Yes, he would, I, and I don't. I, I don't necessarily want Tony Pulis to come back. It's just because of the situation that we're in. It's damage limitations, isn't it? Yeah. Say again. It's damage limitation. That's where I'm coming from a little bit. As 
the yeah, fact that yeah. we're in we're right in the mire and maybe it's just stopping the rot if Tony comes in. That's the thing. That's it. But like that, that, that's where I am. I mean, we would stop the rot in terms of uh, uh, we, we wouldn't keep conceding stupid goals because he cut that out. Um, and we've got enough players and enough ability to to nick goals. You know, score one or two goals and, and see games out one nil. Boring football, but it doesn't matter. We get results. But see, I don't think we it's do. Just, it's just a situation we're in. It's just a bad. It's a bad situation. I think we need something that's. We need something, we need something quick. Well, I mean, we, we've seen the situation that the club's in now, and this is now the second crack we've had at a talented young manager that's come in, and we haven't got the right players for him for this, that, and the other. Is it yeah. time now that we do start blaming the board for the problems on the pitch? I think if, if there's a, I think the board needs to come out and issue some sort of a statement. I think a lot of fans, including myself, get frustrated because we don't hear anything, we don't know what's going on. And, um, I hear about do we need a director of football have we got one coming in isn't the one um, who's signing the plays is it the manager I mean you can only go off what you know if, if, if Nathan Jones is coming out in the press and he's saying they've backed me they've let me bring you my own players and the players he's brought in 10-12 of them and he wasn't playing them um, I mean that interview with Nigel Johnson finished me off um, last game he, Nigel Johnson said to him um, do you regret now the signs you've made and um, with the players you've bought in and I quote Nathan Jones turned around and said well I've laid me off my plate today well I'm sorry but that tells its own story you bought those players in yet you don't deem them good enough they're not playing so uh, I, you know and he's bought them in and I do believe he has bought them in so but that, yeah, but that could be the other catalyst though that could be the opposite way as well that could be saying he could be saying because let's be honest he's not going to come out and go oh no I don't want a single one of them he's not going to do that is he for me, not playing him is a big indicator in showing that he didn't want these players in the first place. Do you think that? Yeah. Do you, do you think that? Yeah, I really do believe that. There's one or that, two. Yeah. There's, There's one or two I mean, cousins and stuff. He signed 13 players, and when was it? Mill, Millwall, was it? Two of them played. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah I, it was at Brentford as well, I think it was. He did a similar thing at Brentford. He, we played Brentford, and I think two of them played there. Two out of the 11. So... If, it does make sense what you're saying in terms of it doesn't stack up that he'd bring all these players in and then not play them. Exactly. So then you know, but it doesn't stack up that he'd go defending them. But like you say, he was still in the job, so maybe yeah, you know, you can't you can't look beyond that. But you'd hope now that now he's not at the club. If that was the case, something would get said, or because you know, I mean, I know Rowett had an open checkbook, then he he did bring in players he wanted. Was it Woods? Was it Ince? Was it you know? In the, I mean, Volks. He's bought Volks in for what was it? Ten million quid? Was it? Uh, nine million. Volks. Yeah, nine million. He don't. He don't play. Well, that's that's what I mean. I mean. I mean, the, the thing what what confuses me at the start of the season when when uh, Rowett came in, there was heavy links that it was going to be Volks. Yeah. Um, instead of Benicophobi and then all of a sudden in January when we sat Gary Rowitz we've still gone ahead with that signing which yeah. to me screams a big indicator that the manager isn't having the final say on certain players I'm not saying on all of them because I know yeah. Rowitz signed Benicophobi and I can understand why but the fact is there's too, there's too many problems there I mean we, we, we're bringing in players and none of them are fitting into a system that the manager were playing but he's yeah. he's signing them it, it, it can't yeah. be the 100% case I, I know what Dennis Smith's come out and said and Mike Pedger you both come out and said that I guarantee he's got every single player he wants off a list that the club gave him yeah I can't, I can't argue with what you're saying 
because it, it, what we've said and how you just said it, it, it does make sense if you look at it from that angle. If you look at it from the way you just looked at it and said, well, why would he bring in all these players and, and, and not use them? It, it's either glaringly obvious that he's made a massive error and the players aren't good enough or more, more than likely, you know, he's been told who, who were coming in and he's trying to do the best with what he's got. But then it, that, that would say to me, why? why? Why would the board do that? Why would they put the club in that position? And just expect Nathan Jones to work with that. I mean, there's, you know, I don't. There's not a definitive answer either way, but it does make sense in what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you've got to look at it, and you've got to look at it in the way of like finances, for example. You're you're a Tony Scholes, and you've got so much. Say, say Coates goes, he's a budget of this much a season. Scholes yeah. then goes, right, he is what we can get for this kind of price, and he look, yeah. and Nathan Jones looks at it and goes, yeah, but I can't really work with any of these. Well that's it really it's like yeah. you go back to Gary Rout when he was trying to sign Matt Ritchie instead of Tom Ince yeah. you know when he tried to sign Ben Ben Osborne instead of James McLean but there's yeah. a big fee wise there's a big fee on the, on the end of that which yeah, is why same with, same with Gale yeah that's what I mean so it's clear to me that the managers aren't getting what they want they're getting what the club deems in good right enough. good enough for the price so I mean, but a, a manager of common sense would look at the stats of Tom Ince and look at the stats of Matt Ritchie. More goals, more. You just use your brain, won't you? You go right. We'll get Ritchie. Yes, he's a bit more expensive, but he's guaranteed goals and assists. But we don't because Scholes isn't a football man, which we all know. He's a ba- he's got a banking history and all that kind of stuff. So he clearly buys players financial financial side rather than ability wise. Football inside. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think, I think the board should take responsibility in terms of the the, the way that we go about managers as well. Uh, in terms of not the way we're issuing them with players or we we we're telling them what players we can or can't get. We all know what what a shocking what a shocking mess we made of that over the over the years. But I mean, you look at the, like you said, we've gone with Gary Rowett, who's who's took Derby to the Premier League, did good things at Birmingham. Um, obviously great things at Burton he's up and coming he comes to Stoke and it all goes wrong you got Nathan Jones League 1 League 2 Luton he walks the league absolutely breezy League 1 when we go in for him as well you know best on everything in terms of ta- stats attacking possession forward play shots on goal all of that to end shows above everyone else comes to Stoke the wheels come off so that would indicate to me that there's problems upstairs that would indicate to me that things aren't right because the players we've got we've got a good squad but there's something fundamentally wrong with that football club and I think there's far too many players on their holidays at that football club I genuinely believe there's too many players at Stoke City who aren't bothered they're just not bothered they're there for the money and they don't care about the fans and they don't care about the club and they don't care about the they're just there to earn big money because they can and that is the be all and end all that is what I firmly believe that they're there for a holiday to put their feet up and earn a fortune because they know they can. That's it. Right, so before we let you go, just enjoy your Chinese. Thank you. Do <laughs> you do you think the board is safe in their roles at the moment? Do you think their conclusion now that we do need new owners, to be honest, for a fresh start, fresh ideas? Because it needs to come from the top at time. Do you believe in that conclusion? It's a tough question, isn't it? I think you get the sentimental ones that think of all the Coles family have done and that but I think when you break it down and even in the brief conversation we just had and 
the things that have gone on we only seem to be going one way and it's backwards and even, I think we'd still be in the Premier League if we had a competent board if we had a board that could recognise and, and reproduce and re- I mean we never we never replenished the stock we, we sold in Zonzi we never replaced him we sold in Altovich we never replaced him it just seems to be incompetence on the highest level couldn't we have signed Harry Maguire or what, and we went out and we spent 18 million on Kevin Vimmer and, you know, and, and it's Robertson Vitzel just, just smacks of, of, of just just What's the word? Inept, just incompetent. It's cutting corners all the time. It's cutting costs and corners. I mean, it's like, for example, yeah. in Bewley, we were after Vitzel for three weeks of that windy. But, Vitzel, yeah, yeah but, but wouldn't play the twenty-five million, and then yeah. we go out and spend eighty and a half a million on Janny and Bewley. That's yeah. in the long run probably cost us fifty million. One good game for Porto was yeah. in the friendly. Yeah. Summer. You know what I mean? It's 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 ridiculous. So in answer to your question, like in in in, in an answer, yeah, I, I do I'm, I do think we need a change of direction. Something needs to drastically change anyway. Whether it's you know uh, Peter Coates and John Coates, I've heard that they, they like different people. One likes Jones, the other one didn't. Um, I've, I've Tony Scholes. I don't know what he does at the football club. I really don't know. Um, Cartwright was there for far too long anyway. You know these changes that seem to happen take too long to change and, I, and I, I genuinely believe that I know what Stoke fans are like I've been in and around Stoke for 25 years I know how passionate they are and I know they can get a little bit you know they can go OTT and I, and I genuinely believe if the board aren't careful and I mean, and I mean this with the greatest respect that you're going to see a lot of protests and it's going to get a a little bit ugly when it, it shouldn't it shouldn't get to this point but there's, there's only so much somebody can take there's only so much frustration there's only so much you know the fans are paying good money to travel around and watch Stoke City Football Club and for the last three years we've just been going backwards but there's no you know I can handle change I can handle you know things happening if, if I can see a vision if I can see a long term plan working I can't see anywhere working I can't see anything working we're going backwards we're going to League One at the minute so yeah we do need to change but you know I mean it's like it's as if the, the it's as if in my opinion we've gone to the Premier League we've changed the naming rights to the Britannia Stadium they've made a fortune out of all of that and it's just like what what, what you're doing this is your football club I'm, I'm not saying you don't care about the club but it, it doesn't look like you do. I mean you're doing everything you can to, to make sure we are going backwards and you're not doing anything to arrest the slump you know, you're making bad appointments in managers or, or you're making good appointments but bad decisions at board level which is hindering the managers that you're bringing in which doesn't make sense for a start it just it just it just I just think a lot of Stoke fans are confused right now and I'm one of them I, I, yeah I think we need a change at board level I, I do I think we need a new a new a new take on things and a new direction 100% well I, I agree with you mate I think we I think we're the club's going backwards it's reminded me of the 90s when he first took over the club where Lou McCauley left because of this reason, that reason. And I think we're going backwards in, in time now. I think we, we, it's happening again. And like I've told you before, I think we need a new direction. We need a new board that's going to come in and, and give us a new direction. But anyway, I'll let you get off. Enjoy your Chinese. Thank you very much. Um, and hopefully I'll speak to you again. Yeah, you can come on again another time, mate. There's no question about that. Cheers for that, Bryn. Cheers, Lucky. Nice one. Take care, mate. Cheers, Cheers, mate. See you, mate. Well, we'd like to thank Brent for being our first guest who's dared yeah. brave himself on here. Yeah, first first guest. Like I say, many people can come on if they want. I mean, we're lining up Steve Turnbull next week. 
because now he can't back out because it's on the pod and all his mates will be listening <laughs> so he can't <laughs> back out now the thing is I think the one thing about having the guests on is let's listen to their opinion yeah. and ask them questions yeah. we're not going to come on and have a rant at you and plus I convinced him then of my views as well he completely folded and agreed <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't think that'll always happen <laughs> well I don't know that was Steve because he's um, I think he's got TP hats when he's in work he's in work tonight that's why we couldn't get him on I think you secretly have somewhere oh no I've got one for, I've got one in the past but there was times ago I think now. when you get up in the morning you've got it on you wear it in bed <laughs> <laughs> no I wear notes in bed I'll just warn you they are ladies right so we'll talk about the game tomorrow then big game West Brom we always beat West Brom though don't we <laughs> not in recent years no since Pulis left that record went like Bryn said though it's, it, it's very important now I mean because if we don't get anything against West Brom which you never know I mean we said we weren't going to beat Swansea or well, uh, Fulham did we but we did good sides as well the thing is they should have built on them results because yeah, we were dreadful after that we? yeah yeah I mean to be fair that's the catalyst of why I think yeah it was time for Jones to go because I mean when you get two back-to-back wins like that, then you crumble apart again like he did. And the fact is, we've got, we got Barnsley after West Brom as well. I mean, if, if we don't beat West uh, Barnsley, it, it, is, it could be curtains on the season. Is that a two, or I think that's away. Yeah, it's away, Barnsley. Is, yeah. uh, no, it's weekend. Is it? Yeah. I'll look at the fixtures are slightly uh, all over the place, though. It is, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, looking at it, I mean, if we can get a good result, get, get moving forward, but... Again, it's, who we're going to get in as manager now? With Alex Neil now dropping out of the race. Chris Hewton's already said he wants to manage in the Premier League, and it's will we get a manager in time? I personally don't think we will. Um, I think that might be a midweek job after the game. The thing is, you look at possible lineups for West Brom. I mean, we bang on about having sort of Premier League prima donnas. Majority of their team made up of, of sort of misfits from across the Premier League. Charlie Austin, Jake Livermore, Townsend, Phillips. The only one on that list is the one we wanted, which was Sawyer's, wasn't it? Yeah. He's yeah. possibly we could start. Um, Kieran Gibbs is back from a broken toe, so I think he's going to replace Nathan Ferguson at left back for them. I mean, so. his, his career fell apart like a, like anything, didn't it, Kieran Gibbs? Arsenal being, to West Brom. You know, West, first choice left back at Arsenal to going to West Brom and not really playing there either. I think it's tough to sort of decide on our starting lineup because obviously. With Dilap being in charge, um, with Andy Carr and Kevin Russell, you just don't know what they're going to put out, do you? I, I mean, looking online, that, that sort of looks like the same sort of team that Jones had out. I, I can't see it myself. I think Butland will come back in as well. Well, I mean, Federici didn't exactly rip up trees against Millwall, did he? Did no. I mean, but to be fair, he's 35 and he's, he's at the end of his career now. Federici never really... Sean anyway for me but I mean personally I'd say I want to see Davis I want to see what he's what he's capable of really maybe everyone should start listening to me and get Jarvis in Daniel Jarvis yeah man he's, he's on loan isn't he Kettering I thought he played in the under 21s last week no I'm joking <laughs> just thought I could get Kettering I just thought I'd put Kettering in and see what everyone thought yeah so that's uh, that's that's just how it's going to go I mean but Barnsley's key now Barnsley's for me the key game I mean we, we can probably throw West Brom away t- to an extent I mean we're, we're getting cut adrift now you've got to get this right and I don't trust them I'm with it like Bryn said but I just don't trust this board to make the right choice I mean they've already missed again they've already missed out on the one man they wanted so yeah uh, the, the problem is, obviously now it's Sunday, we're not going to have a new manager by tomorrow, I can't see it anyway, 
If he is, he won't, obviously won't be in charge for the West Brom game. No, because it's He'll just be in the stands. Like you say, you're looking for the weekend then. But it's going to take time, but we haven't got time. No, we aren't. We're running out of time quick. I mean, especially if we, don't, if we lose to Barnsley, we're right cut adrift. I think it's like five points between us and second bottom at yeah. that point then, if we don't beat them. So we're, we're in a really dark place at the moment. We've got to, got to look through and we've got, to find, we've got to find the right choice. Simple as that. Right, so we're going now into the polls. Uh, I put a poll up on the Potters page the other day about the two favourites for the job at the time, which was Ale- which was Neil and O'Neill, Michael O'Neill, not Martin. Uh, well, there was only one clear winner out of that. Alex Neil with an eighty-three percent is the fans wanted out of there, and only seventeen percent for O'Neill. Picking who vote for, isn't it? Well, basically, <laughs> like, yeah. What's the generals? Well, I mean, we put up another poll about uh, what would do you agree with the decision to sack Jones? We had two comments on that. One comment was the timing was wrong, which you could probably say, yeah, it should have been done at the after the Millwall game and give us a week to find the right replacement. And the second question, the second one was, uh, it should have been done <laughs> eight games in, which yeah. a bit too soon there, maybe jumping the gun. But and now it was a. Uh, Unconditional yes, seventy-two percent voted yes, twenty-eight percent voted no. Opened it out a bit more though with uh, another one with four choices. So we, we put on on Twitter on the Potter's podcast page. Uh, we put who do you want as the next Stoke manager? I put Alex Neil, Michael O'Neill, Joey Barton who was linked at one point, or Tony Pulis. Neil came out with favourites with forty percent. Pulis right behind him with thirty-six percent. Joey Barton was third choice, surprisingly. I know it's only 13%, but Michael O'Neill was 11% behind. So Michael O'Neill is really not what the Stoke fans want. You no. don't really want him at all. I mean, I put some questions. There was a qu- couple of questions in. I put a picture up of Joey Barton and just to see what people's reactions were. And it's clear to see that people don't want Joey Barton as manager. His attitude stands before he does. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's his past, isn't it, that people get on. I mean, there's loads of comments here, Fog, Animal shouldn't be near the club there's a few here I mean to be honest I think he's, he's doing well where he is I mean a club that's struggling and managing to keep him in League One is, is a decent job in itself I mean is it right for him to move into the Stoke job no, well yet. was it right for Stephen Gerrard to take the Rangers job look what he's doing is Frank Lampard the right man and look what he's done at Chelsea I mean Frank Lampard's proper doing well in at Chelsea well yeah he did, did well at Derby though didn't he I mean is that the answer is like somebody like uh, I mean someone's put a good one here John Terry would he be a good let him leave Villa and become manager at Stoke would that be a good choice that's same pedigree would he get like youngsters from Frank and that on loan and stuff and, and if he kept us up mate, I, th- I think that's the reality isn't it people said I don't want him I've seen it on Facebook today I definitely don't want him why do you know him do you know him personally <laughs> at the end of the day it doesn't matter who comes in as long as whoever comes in keeps us from going down well I mean Paul Woodward's put another one in he, it's not about Bitcoin uh, he's put in the why don't we give Big Sam a shout? Because it, it, for him, it's, 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 it's the, this is what he said. He is the one and only choice, Big Sam. Whatever he's been... Uh, he's probably probably lost a bit of money on Bitcoin or better. He's one of them. The problem is, it, you listen to any of his um, interviews on any platform, whenever the Newcastle were interested in him, bringing him back, straight away he said, I spoke to my wife and this doesn't suit us. I spoke to my people and this doesn't suit us and, th- and you just think whatever anyone offers him he's going to want this gift wrap golden contract mm. otherwise 
he isn't going to bother because he's quite happy doing TV and radio and he's done his time. I, I, I can't see Allardyce managing ever again. Well, I've put, well, I mean, I've put one in here for myself. This is just for my own amusement, really. I put in, would people take Stevie G at Stoke? And do you reckon we could get him? It's too soon, and I'd think no. This is the first time Rangers have had any sniff at maybe getting back the title. But is that because Brandon Rogers has gone, or is it Neil Lennon just doing a good job? It's a poor league, mate, and it's boring. No, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not that bad. <laughs> but, I mean, looking, looking at outside resources and these kind of things I, I kind of agree I mean some uh, what's his name here uh, Chad Lakings put in why don't we give Rory Delap the job as manager and have Pulis upstairs as a director of football well it's there isn't it but obviously you're sort of hoping that he'd have that same sort of effect as maybe Darren Moore had at West Brom when he came in as well as inexperienced there's a manager on the list what, what about mentioned it, what was mentioned Darren Moore I mean he, look at the job he did at West Brom how they I mean they were so unlucky go down really I mean how he got how 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 did she sack Darren Moore maybe they were for it but I mean when you look at Billing she's doing a, he's doing a brilliant job there yeah, isn't he? you've, got, yeah. you've got to look at it that way I mean could a young inexperienced manager that's never managed be maybe a possibility of a right choice but don't you think that's where we've fallen short I remember you saying about Slavin Bilic at the beginning saying oh I don't rate him and oh, fair enough his time at West Ham was a bit sketchy. started well and then he crumbled it crumbled but I'll tell you what, international level, he's an experienced manager. Oh, he's, he's, he's managed, he's well, he managed the Dynamo Zagreb as well, where he won trophies. And yeah. Notice it, not on an high level, but he, he But did. obviously at a lower level, he's going to be an half-decent manager. But this is where I come into it again, where, you know, would Delap, I mean, Delap is like an ex-legend of Stoke, would a Delap or, a, or an Everington or, well, not so much how everything he's going to coaching, but like Liam Lawrence, or would it be somebody like that for Stoke? Like, you've got these ex-players that are all looking for jobs, kind of thing, like Gerard's job done at Rangers, Lampard's job done at Derby. I mean, John Terry's got experience now. He's been an assistant manager for two years. One of them, he's, he's seen Villa get promoted. Would he be a good shout? What about Mikel Arteta at Man City? Would he think, yeah, go on, I might go into management now and take and be a number one instead of a number two? Well, you've got to look at number twos. That's where a lot of them come from, isn't it? Well, I mean, Mourinho was a number two for years, wasn't he? Yeah, that's, I mean, you could, instead of looking at, like, the next big thing, why don't we just give somebody who really wants to get himself known in the management world and give him that go? I mean, if, if an outside shot away from Stoke, Terry is a nice one. I mean, he, he's, he'd bring credibility to the club. I mean, he, apart from his off-field off antics, as we all know about it. He, yeah, but he that, likes a lot of that's in the past now, isn't it? I know, quite some years ago now. I know, but he's, he's one of them. He's, he's got credibility in the game. He was one hell of a good centre-back. One of the best I've seen in my lifetime. Brilliant centre-back. Yeah. I mean, he was a, he's, he also he's a legend at a big ex-club. Very close mates with that manager in Frank Lampard as well. Could he be the man to come in in January, maybe bring two talented youngsters from... Chelsea that aren't getting in the Chelsea side and all of a sudden we turn into Derby yeah and we start climbing the table you don't know do you that's what I mean about it he, there might be a talented youngster in the Chelsea Youth Academy that isn't playing who's a striker he might go Frank have you got anyone got these two lads if you want and these are talented bring them in and he'd become the next Ali Wilson or yeah. next Tammy Abraham you, you, for me I mean looking at people's quotes here like let's bring Tony Pulis back but it's tried it's tied and tested for me it's the same it's like it, for me it's like it, it's the same thing over and over again I mean it'll work for short term but then you've got the same problem like look at Cardiff for example Cardiff were mid-table championship side after a very short stint in the Premier League they bring in Neil Warnock 
they get promoted, they come back down. Where are they going to go now? Warnock's already said at the end of the season he's going to go. They haven't really got a great squad. He didn't build a great squad when they were up there in the first place. So where are Cardiff going to be? They're back to square one again. They're back to where they were before Warnock took over. Yeah. And this is what I say about when you bring in an old-style manager like that. Look at it and go, oh yeah, well, he, short term he did great things for us. But we haven't gone anywhere. And the problem is with Warnock, though, to me, I'd have changed him at the end of last season only because when you see managers finish their career at the club that maybe they've managed for 20 years or it's their hometown club people are quite as long as you're sort of mid-table I think most people are like well yeah he's been a great servant blah 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 and then he leaves he's at Cardiff and every time you see his interview you just think you're already half retired you can tell yeah just, you know, most of them are though. it's like it's like Roy Hodgson for example he's right for Palace at the moment because they need a stable manager where are Palace going to be in the next couple of years when Roy decides to call it a day what he's done at Palace is quite amazing at his yeah, age. he is it's incredible yeah. it's incredible what he's done at Crystal Palace because he is a good manager the, the thing is is that when you when you're trying to build something under a manager like that he's too old he's only got a sell by date everybody has a time he's, he's in his 70s now right. yeah so it's it's just a matter of time before he goes, yeah, I've had enough of this, I'm going. Oh, and, then, and then where yeah. Palace going to be? Yeah. And I've always said that sometimes you have to find the next man, but you have to find the right man for your systems, which Stoke haven't done with Jones, they haven't done with Gary Rowett. So for me, like a John Terry, somebody who's got power in the game, somebody who's respected at a big old club. I mean, somebody, I don't know, maybe an ex-United legend might be a good one for Stoke. Yeah. Someone like uh, Giggs is another shout that I've just heard here. What about Ryan Giggs? I mean, he's doing okay at Wales. Would he think about, yeah, go on, Stokes the right jump for me now. I might go into there and have a couple of years and maybe move up to be the next United manager. You don't know. You've got to go somewhere, haven't you? I mean, Coleman, Coleman, I remember when he was a young manager and went into the game. You've got to start somewhere. Oh, I understand he, he, that. he was terrible for Fulham, though, wasn't he? wasn't the best footballer. He was a good centre-back, Chris Coleman was. Yeah, Highest level, wasn't he, when he won the Premier League with Blackburn and that. Yeah. Got, you know, also, he went through all the leagues for Fulham, didn't he? Colin Andrew was better. Colin Andrew. <laughs> he was a good defender, though, Colin Andrew was. Until, it's all, all until Gazza put that ball in. <laughs> <laughs> and he just saw that face of, I'm in the wrong game, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but like I say, what about Colin Andrew? He could be known I'm taking the mic of that. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still about <laughs> Colin Andrew. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of uh, a couple of clever ones here. I mean, some people are saying, "Why don't we have an ex an ex legend or, or an ex manager?" I mean, people have talked here about uh, Gary Neville, and maybe what about Paul Scholes giving it to proper Gary Neville? Well, I know after what happened at Valencia, and I, I know he's he's not got the passion. Trouble is, he went Valencia and no idea of the culture or nothing. Well, he, he said, didn't he, in, in his book, or so he said somewhere that... He said it on telly. He said that, you know, he, he, he never had a 100% feeling about taking the job in the first place. And, I mean, another one, what about Phil Neville? Well, he's had, he has been mentioned this weekend. I mean, Phil Neville, I mean, if you look at his record as a coach and is now the women's manager, he hasn't got a bad record, really. Semi-finals with the women, he, I mean, he was a good coach before that, from what I'm hearing. I mean, Valencia apparently regretted giving Gary the job. They wished he'd give it Phil. Well, so, uh, you, you know, there's got to be something in coaching with him. And would he want to come to a club where there's a good... I mean, we could say there's a good base, Etebo, and all these players. But, but an ex-pro like that might be able to get that quality from the Premier League on loan that could really step us up. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because I remember Nathan Jones saying about um, having youth in. 
But if you look at any of the dominating sides, that youth's going forward, not at the back. You look at any decent side, Dorby last season, they had Keir at the back, old Ed. We, every team's got an old Ed near the back, it's going forward. You look at all their players who were devastating for Derby last year, they were old young lads. And the, our problem is, we've got no legs going forward at times. There's no creativity there There's nothing, and, we, and you just think like Mason Mount. Yeah, fair enough, he's now playing for Chelsea. But the only reason he's in the first team is Frank Lampard. Oh, yeah, of course. He's the yeah. only reason. If, he, if they'd brought in another big time Charlie again, like they normally do Chelsea, yeah, Mount yeah. would have been back out on loan. And yeah. you can guarantee 100% Stoke would have been nowhere near a Wouldn't, wouldn't have even sniffed him. No. They'd have gone, who is he? That's what I mean. That's why if you bring in like a, an ex like. I mean, I'd guarantee you Frank Lampard moved, went into that job, talked to, the, talked to coaches at the youth level at Chelsea. Said, yo, we've got Mason Mount, give him a go. He'll be good for you, honestly. He got him in. And then he started talking around and heard, what about Ali Wilson? Mm, yeah, give him a go. And then he signed Ampedu from Chelsea again, a young defender. Yeah. And he started bringing the youth through. It took him a while to get going, but he's a young manager. But then as soon as he got going, he did not leave out of the playoffs. With an incredible performance, it looked like they were out twice and come back to. Well, the thing is, my big thing with. His masterstroke point when he joined Derby was he brought Morris with him from Chelsea. Oh, well, Morris has been coaching at Chelsea for about ten years. Yeah, at youth level as well. At youth level, so yeah. it's that knowledge of coaching over a ten-year period mm. of somebody who's maybe not a big name in the fit in the hot seat of a, of a top club, yeah. but he's got all the right attributes and all the right knowledge you can sit with and learn and and sort of. And he's played with him as well, which helps, doesn't it? So they'd be close anyway. And you just think, it was a masterstroke idea. It's just a shame they fell short. But the thing is, it's tough when it gets to the end of the season at championship level. Well, it, it always is. I've always said this about when you bring young young coach, when you bring young managers in. They always think, oh, well, we want a young manager, but you want an experienced head with them. And it's like, well, you look at Nathan Jones, he brought Ken, what's his name, not Ken, what's his name, Paul Hart with him. <laughs> if you remember, managed at Portsmouth in the Premier yeah. League as an interim. He's coached for, got to be 30-odd years now, it's a long time. He's been old coaching. age, yeah. Old age, very experienced, but they don't care, because they've, they've had the career. Yeah. They aren't bothered now, it's just it's just getting the flip-flops on and earning as much as they just can. Just getting out of the mess it's, for now. Well, it's, like an extra, it's like an old player, like when we bring in Duffy, or bring in... I don't know, Stephen Ward. They're here for one reason and one reason only. Just make money before it's time, call it a day. Yeah. That's all they're there for. You can't blame him. No, you can't you blame, can't blame, blame I, him. I can't blame Stephen no. Ward for coming to Stoke and having two years here because they gave him a contract for two years. You can't blame him because I'd be the same. I'd think, yeah, go on, I'll go there for two years and, you know, they're a decent team in the Championship. I might not play every week, but I'm earning 20 grand a week. Might as well do it. Yeah. And the fact is that Stoke have looked at it and gone, yeah, always oh, experienced. You don't need any more experience than that side. Look how much experience is in that team. They're all over 26 for a kickoff. You don't need any. You need pace and youth. Players that want to make names for themselves. So for me, bringing in somebody that wants to make a name for themselves as a manager. Frank Lampard wants to be a good manager. You can see it in him. You can see it at Derby. It's it's, it's written in his family though, isn't it? His dad was a a manager. No, was he? He was. His dad did manage as well. Oh, he managed Watford, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was Um, more of an assistant manager than once. Yeah, he was assistant to Harry once. And Harry's his uncle. So it's bred in him from day one. Yeah. He was was always destined to be a manager. I mean, what about, I mean, another one on the list here for him, uh, 
reckon it's Diane somebody uh, I'll have a look yeah Diane uh, Coulson she said uh, what about Jamie Redknapp no chance no chance that's the stupidest thing I've heard all I, I don't know I don't know I mean he, have you ever heard him on Sky yeah but he, the thing is so again he's got that connections in the game hasn't he doesn't matter he spent too much time with Sunez and he doesn't he don't know what he's what on about Graham Sunez I mean there's no it. chance <laughs> When he talks tactics, I'm thinking, is he still talking about football? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you look at it like there's, there's opportunities here, and we, I knew I thought we were going to go into this at the start of the pod, but the questions have, have lit it up now, and we're starting to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, you can look at teams abroad and, and, and managers that are here, there, and everywhere. And I mean, one one that springs to my mind is uh, it's got for me. Ryan Giggs screams to me. Uh, you, you might not jump in, but I, th- I don't think Wales can qualify for a tournament now, can they? I think they're out. Are they out? Yeah. So, would he be tempted to jump in? I mean, there's talented youngsters in that United Academy that aren't playing. I mean, that Twanzebe isn't playing, that young Angel Gomez isn't playing. There's a few youngsters that are in there that might think, right, if I, if I go and Stoke... Greenwood's not playing either. Mason Green, yeah, well, he's, he's in and around, and they won't let him go. The United fans have been kicking off. Well, he's only got one strike, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mason. Yeah, they <laughs> took him out of the squad midweek, and I think he scored a 40-yard or something in the under-21s. But that's what I mean, there's, there's talent there, and if you, I mean... People, people like we've got another mention here, another manager that we have to talk about now. Where you look at uh, Dale, Dale uh, Swanerton, 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 it is. Uh, he's talking about what, what about Roy Keane with Martin O'Neill as assistant. Uh, listen, Martin, you're all right, but now I'm above you, so get down there, and make <laughs> you a room. <laughs> I don't think that would work somehow. Well, what about Roy Keane? And the problem is, right? I love Keane, but only because he's he's that old-fashioned thing that we remember. As kids, of you, t- you work hard, but you would tackle he suit hard. Stoke? You... Would Robbie Keane, eh, Robbie Keane, Roy Keane suit Stoke? What are you that one about Robbie Keane? <laughs> no, because he turned up first day. It's my dream job. This I'm the kid. I've dreamt about this since I was little. Have you, Robbie? Did you say that at Celtic? Leeds. No, no, mate. Not for me. I mean, I, I, I keep thinking about it. He keeps saying he wants to jump in at the right job, Roy Keane. And if you look at his record, it's was it Sunderland? He did a good job. I, mean, I think he's finished. I, I, don't, I don't know if he's finished. I think it's just he's waiting for the right job, isn't he? And I, he's too honest. He's too honest. The reason Sky have had him on is because the reality is a good 80% of the public love the honesty of him. And because too imagine. much of the snowflake brigade going, oh, you can't say that, you can't say I, this. I do like Roy Keane, I do. I he comes he's on, no, he's awful. Did you see his interview about uh, Tottenham's fullbacks? No. He, he said they were like uh, Laurel and Hardy or something, he said. And he just, it, and you could see everyone's face in the studio going, yeah, they weren't great. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like now we're talking about it, people are throwing names out. Some might be silly, some might not be. But it does whet the appetite that there is more people out there. Oh, yeah, than think, just the three that people keep thinking. Well, about. it's the press, isn't it? The bookies come out and go Pulis every time. If Pulis was hundred, they go Pulis. Bring Pulis back. I'm getting there. But the thing is, like, they, like for me, what it shouts there on them, them polls that have put out with how close they all are there that to me screams that people don't know who they want and I'm thinking to myself well I mean if we think about ex-Stoke legends there isn't really many that you sh- jump out I mean Peter Crouch could, could be one of them people that you go he's not got the mould for being manager for me I don't know I don't no. know I mean I, I, didn't, I, think I, I, didn't, I didn't think Lampard did when, when I used to see Lampard on the on Italian yeah, he's got he's got knowledge at the end of the phone yeah, like that, yeah but he's, he's got knowledge to an extent but you, you, you've never seen him when you see him in interviews and you think no nah, he would 
be a good manager he'll just retire and do whatever but he's come in and he's absolutely shocked me to the core I didn't think Gerard would be a good job but he's doing a great job at Rangers and See, the fact Gerard's is Gerard's got more of a mould for me as a manager than Lampard he's, he's an odd odd nosed man isn't he but mm. I mean when you look at like Roy Keane who did well in his first job Ipswich Fact, but Ipswich yeah. were falling apart the, the owner couldn't sell a club he'd stopped putting money no in money. Yeah. and it's been like that and Mick McCarthy's in there but there's another shout I mean I mean Graham Graham Tapp has just mentioned what about Nigel Pearson or Mick McCarthy I, I really don't want Mick McCarthy but to be fair well saying that he's in the island job now isn't he's he the only so. one thing I'd employ him for is get my lip and go sleep because as soon as he starts <laughs> talking he, you're gone <laughs> But, I mean, when you look at his record, he, he, I mean, look at Ipswich since he's gone, they've literally crumbled like a rock, haven't he? He kept him up by a miracle, didn't he? Yeah, three, like, season, three yeah. seasons he did, yeah. like with Freddie Sears up front, but he was able to get results. Yeah. I mean, Nigel Pearson, I, I don't want him at Stoke. I know he's got heritage at Stoke, and he? he was coach at Stoke for a while, once he? Did he play as well? Not too sure. You just think at any given moment he's going to hit someone. You ostrich. <laughs> you bloody ostrich. What <laughs> I mean, when you're looking, when you're looking at names and you're looking at managers that come come to mind. And I have to admit, though, what you've just said about some of them young managers, I more prefer half of them you've just said than half that are on the bookies. Looks like. Oh, I mean, you know not, I mean? not all me. Some of the fans have been talking about, them, aren't they? But I mean, when you start looking down, you're looking there. I, I think sometimes you have to move away from these names. For me, they just don't have any longevity in the game now. You have to have something bright and something new. Nathan Jones, we thought was that, but he, like I say, he wasn't getting because because for me, Nathan Jones has got no heritage in the game. He's, he's got he was a low level player, low level coach, and then got a good job with a Luton side yes fortunes had gone wrong but there was still success in that side they got promoted the year before he took over from the non-league to yeah. League 2 so when he jumped in they still had that mentality of a winning team so yeah. all he had to do was just add this add that add that Stoke was the opposite way around where we've had four years now of absolute dross confidence in the star players and Stoke teams are earning big money but haven't got any confidence yeah. you need somebody that's going to go in there and brighten it up go come on we're going to do this it's sort of like the same system for me as in a sense of like when I first started working for myself I had to advertise all the time the longer it goes on you get to meet more people you get more work it's like you know people eye in the game it's like it's not what you know it's who you know and I think it is I you think can that's... call on people from all over the place for oh well we're dead short of a left back have you got it? and you can have a look at the best left back in Barca's reserves because you manage there or you coach there or whatever and or you've got somebody who played with for 10 years who's the manager well he worked with he Mark Hughes since he worked with Mark Hughes yeah. and he kept getting youngsters from Barcelona and he was able to get players like Bojan to come to the club and well, we know what happened there, but he, but he still attracted big players at City. Yeah, he, he, well, he did. Yeah, he got Rabinia. He got he got quite a nice couple of the art system, but because he brought Rocco Santos Cruz. But to be fair, he got got goals out of him at Blackburn. I mean, sometimes you, you have to take those gambles on someone, and that's where Michael O'Neill might come in. But he hasn't got any connections like Giggs. No, like Mark Hughes had connections with United. He had connections with. Barcelona, Bayern Munich, where you could go and ask, oh, you know, he's Bayern, can you, yeah. you know, sort yeah, especially in Bayern Munich, because if you look at their directors and high positions, it's Beckenbauer, it's all, it's all people that he would have worked with before when he played there, so there's connections you could well, speak to. Well, it's very to. similar, the, the Salford, isn't it, Ali attracted Rooney 
from Aberdeen. Mm. At the end of the day, you've took him out of a Scottish Premier League side and took him into the, into League, league Two. Non-league then. Non-league then. Non I mean, a lot of people saying, "Well, he's gone for the money." It's not that. It's the it's that brand that they create yeah, in there. That's the why he's yeah. gone. It's the, it's the people. Who, it's who the gigs, the back, and we've all got the money yeah. in it. Yeah, you see, it's it's the it's the brand of the names that are there. Yeah, skulls, because Neville. if it wasn't for the class of '92 and that Chinese bloke was doing it on his own, no, no, no one would care. No. Nobody would even know who Salford City are. It's because them lot have gone in. They're the brand. Yeah, and and they can bring people. It's like that Alexander. It's like Alexander who's gone in as manager. He was managing the championship at one point. Yeah, he went down to there because of them. No one else. Yeah, and it's like you can see it as a future project that's going to so, get better and better. So it's you? like when you look at like Frank Lampard, who's gone into this, and now he's got the dream job he's always wanted, which is a Chelsea job, which is perfect for Chelsea and perfect for him because now they've got youth players that he'll trust and play, and he'll get the best out of the best academy in the world. Whereas other managers weren't because by the time they knew a young player, they were sacked and now he moved to different jobs, and, and yeah. then a different manager come in and go, "Don't trust them youngsters," and the, the youngsters were never getting that chance. Yeah. But Frank, they're never going to turn on him as long as he gets results and gets them around the Champions League, which they will do. They'll finish in the top four because they're very consistent. But then when you look at like teams like Stoke, it's similar to like when Lampard went Derby, really not performing well, and you just need that spark, somebody that can bring them sparkle players in that can turn yeah. us around. And like when I look at like Mikel Arteta, people go, "Well, he's not going to come Stoke." He will do if he knows it's two years at Stoke and then and then replaces Pep at City. Yeah, exactly. So you've got you've got to think about it that way, and then people go, "As if that had happened, as if Frank Lampard would have gone Chelsea." No one would have thought that after a season at Derby, yeah. but he did because they know he's got. They know there's that connection there. If he comes Stoke now and has two years of success, and then Pep moves on to Paris Saint Germain or goes back Barcelona or whatever, they'll go, "Oh, Mikel knew everything about it's, Pep. Let's bring him in." I tell you what, you could walk into City right now and pick nine players out of their reserves. And that's all artists do. You just pay him stupid money. You just go, Mickle, he's 50 grand a week. Get us back in the Premier League by bringing talent from City in. Yeah. Young kids who are hungry and they want to play for City. Yeah, like the thing is, Klopp's done that right with Wilson now. I at first, I didn't really agree with how he'd done it. But I thought about it. And I mean, he sent him on loan. So let's see how you do at Championship level. Then he's brought him back and said, right, I'm going to send you Bournemouth under a good manager, doing well in this league, well, alright with what he's got, let's see how you get on there. And then, then evaluate it again, but the thing is, these young lads need game time, your career's short, they're all loan system. I mean, the thing is, you look at who we've loaned in this season. And last season. Well, Carter Vickers, don't get me wrong, we've both said he's done alright, Anthony Carter I like, I think he's the best side of him. But his name's season. not unusual to us. He's been kicking around for a bit, hasn't he? Well, he's 23, he's 23 now, yeah, he? His name's not unknown to anybody. Well, he did well. He was one of the best players last season for Swansea. Yeah. Potter, Potter tried by him at Brighton, but he didn't want to leave Tottenham at this time. He probably will do at the end of this season. But for me, he's the only talent we've brought in because he's raring to go. He wants to prove to Tottenham he's good enough for their team. Yeah, and he's got games behind him as well. well. Especially with Tottenham at the moment, Elvira Aldo and Vertonghen are both out of contract at the end of the season, so Vickers knows he's got every chance of getting in that side if he proves he's good enough at Stoke. Yeah. And then, but then you look at what Stoke are bringing in otherwise, like Scott Hogan. What's the point in loaning Scott Hogan in? It's nothing. It's a d desperation bar, and, and then it's like last season when we loaned in Cuckoo Martini. And Ashley Williams. Two has been done it players that have finished. So for me, when you look at bringing it, if you're going to bring in the next manager, 
for me, it's got to be somebody who, that wants to make a name for himself, somebody that wants to come to Stoke and move on. Because they're the ones that, even though it's, yeah, you can call them fickle, you can call them snakes, they want to make names for themselves and they want to get to the highest level as quick as possible. Look at Potty. One season at Swansea, he's at Brighton in the yeah. Premier League. Yeah. Frank Lampard, one season at Derby, he's in the Premier League. Yeah. These were inexperienced managers at all level, but they've come in, done well, and gone. The problem is now, we've become that club again, now we're back in the Championship, where managers, a lot of young managers, will always see you as a stepping stone. Whereas when we were in the Prem, it was like, this is a stepping stone to be the very best. Whereas now it's, this is a stepping stone for me to be bottom end of the Prem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That stepping stone's dropped to. Whereas before it was like, well, if I get Stoke up into Europe and get it out the knockout stages, I might get a look at it in Everton or, yeah. do you know what I mean? A big club. Whereas yeah. now it's like, well, if I could get Stoke out of the relegation zone and into the playoffs, maybe a Brighton or a Southampton yeah, or we'll, we'll, we'll something, do you know what I mean? And, and and that, but, I mean, it's like all the talented young managers that you see now in, in the Premier League. Like Sean Dyche, failed at Watford, which is fair enough, but then bounced back at Burnley. And look at him now, well he's doing incredible at Burnley. Yeah. You look at Eddie Howe, no manager experience at all when he jumped in at Bournemouth. Look at him now. If you give him money, he'd be one of the best managers in the country. That's what I mean. You look at Eddie, you look at Eddie Howe, he, he, he'd never managed in his career before Bournemouth gave him a go. Because he was a young, hungry man, they thought, let's go for it, yeah. let's give him a go. But he did, didn't forget though, he did go back, he went Burnley, didn't he? Yeah, he went Burnley. He failed big time. Well, he didn't big time, but he just didn't get him promoted again, did he? Then he went back to Bournemouth because mm. he didn't like living up north either, did he? That's, a, that's partly what a lot of people haven't really mentioned with Jones, is the fact that everything he's done has been a success, pretty much. Somewhere you need that. He might turn out to be one of the best managers you've ever seen. I, I think he will. I think Nathan Jones will bounce back well. I mean, because Millwall again. You need to have negativity. You need something bad happen to improve on. Mm. You should always learn from mistakes. So I, I mean, going back to Stoke, we've got got a serious question here by uh, Dave uh, Edwards. He's asked, can Stoke get a big name in, into the club with the state we're in now? And for me, an instant answer is no. Chris Hutton and Alex Neal have already proved that they won't come in. But why, why does this experience all the time? Why does, it seems to me like when we buy players and when we bring in managers, it's always about, oh, have they got any experience? And it's like, well, sometimes you don't need experience. I mean, it's like, it's like when, what's his name came through? Tom Edwards, he had no experience. But he's all faced to his right back now. The problem is though, if you speak to any top, top manager out of it and say, right, I want you to come Stoke and I want you to stop us from getting relegated, he always wants, even if he did it for six months, well, till the end of the season, and said, right, we want you in, your main aim is to keep us in this division, they go, right, if you keep us in, we'll give you three million or whatever. Mm. And that's what, I think that's what West Ham did when Moyes went, went there. Yeah, so it said if they keep him up, you get, you get a big bonus, yeah. yeah. So the problem is, you look at anybody, your Moyes, your Pardews, all them, they'll turn around and go, yeah, I'll come, but I want a bonus, I'll keep you up. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the kids will come in and go, ah, we'll do this and it. Kids? Man. Tom Edwardson. I mean, it's, it's a tough call, mate. It's like Bryn said earlier. It, Sometimes old know-how, that's why people are thinking it, because they're going, well, 
you know that they've done thousands of games at this level. But, yeah, like I keep saying though, and I keep saying it all the time. Yes, Peels could come in and probably keep us up, no question of that. But then where do you go? This is what I keep saying. You, mm. You've got to see the bigger picture rather than the shorter game. Fair enough, he'll he'll keep us up, but then he'll get a contract a year down the line. People like Vi, people like other people who are who are now going. Steve Turnbull, for example, a year down the line they'll be moaning because the football's rubbish because yeah. we're sitting at the back. Full centre backs with a line of two in defensive midfield, no creativity, ball up the top, onto Boaks' head, knocked down, no creativity. A year down the line, we're moaning. And then the club's got to react because the, because the fans are moaning. Before you know it, we're sacking him, we're back to square one again. Because we've got to find that young manager that will, will give us something new. Get, I mean, it's like if you look at Derby since Lampard's left, I know they aren't brilliant at the moment. They built something special there. Yeah, I th- the thing is, I, I, I do sort of. In a, I know what you're saying. Like you say, I, rem- I always remember a game against West Brom and the fans started turning on Pulis. The game was so bad and it was like he'd just lost his mojo a little bit. The problem is we can't speak to Tony Pulis direct and see what he thinks because you know he's, he definitely loves the club. He's definitely got an affiliation with us. Would he be the sort of manager who you could say, right, Tony, keep us in the division? And can he go upstairs and, and bring somebody in who he thinks can do the job right for Stoke? Well, I mean... Because he must... He, He's got the know-how to, to pick a manager. Well, whoever, I can't think of who was who asked that question, but yeah, he said, why don't we give someone like the lap the job and put a Pulis above him to help him out, work with the director of football and go, no, he's not worth buying, he isn't. Because to be fair to Pulis, you knew a player. Oh, he did, huh? You knew a player. I mean, Kenwin Jones really had for a full season as a first choice, but he got, he got 14 goals out of him. Yeah, but that's it. That impact. And that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. That was enough to keep us up. Nine million well spent. Yeah. And then he brought Crouch in, who, who, let's be honest, did nearly ten years as the first change centre back. Yeah, centre back. Centre back. Whatever gone down. Whatever did was great, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to think about like, you know, purely started off as a young manager and was really highly rated at Brighton and stuff like that. But I think after boom, after he took over at Bristol City, where I think he got tarnished for being a bit open and from then on his mindset changed and that's sometimes what happens when it's like Paul Lambert what a great job he did at Norwich but then he failed at Villa and you could tell that his mindset changed yeah. just to make teams hard to beat yeah. and the problem is that it's never going to get you anywhere in the modern game all it's going to get you is a job where if you don't achieve something you're gone yeah. gone 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 and the problem is we've still got to try and avoid that now it's like Alex Neal he was at Norwich he got Norwich through to the Premier League he was everyone thought he was big news at one time everyone thought he was going to be the next big Scottish manager but the fact is he got sacked from Norwich and now if you look at Preston Preston won't go up because they're very defensive Yeah. and it's like well do we want another flop because there's a reason why they got sacked from the previous job. There's always a reason. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you you, you get success stories. I agree. Like Eddie Howe when he failed at Burnley, but he never really wanted to go Burnley at the time. It was just a higher pay, and he thought, "What am I doing here? I'll go back Bournemouth." Yeah. And he did. Warmer. <laughs> Basically, it's a nice place to live as well. It's full of old it's people. It's not foggy for twelve months of the year. Just full of old people. It's the only place. It's the only place I've ever known where the windows are bifocal. <laughs> 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 but I mean, if you if you look at it, I mean, you've got you've got to look at a young, inexperienced man that has got passion behind him, something new that's that's not had that disappointment. I, I that, agree with you slightly because he hasn't yeah. been tarnished by a bad spell. 
Yeah. So like Nathan Jones had great times, walked into this and thought, oh my God. And within a month, Nathan Jones knew he wasn't going to probably work here. But he will learn from it. Oh, he will, he will learn, learn from, from, from it. But it, to help Stoke, I think we need somebody that's got real power at the top of the game, but has never managed at club level. Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing is with some of the old heads as well is you got to look back when we were growing up. The only two players in that team that were ever that quick in most teams was the wingers. Mm, like he, he was ve- everyone was a similar pace you get strikers who were quick weren't they but the thing is if you were playing a team who were I don't know 10 positions higher than you and you knew you were going to struggle you'd sit in sit in sit in as soon as you got a chance it'd be long ball over the top it was so predictable oh, oh Stokely yeah I mean people yeah. did great things when you know, we all we're not. I'm not going to. He's the best manager. He's direct. That was the thing. Yeah, he used to. He put out his that's the old. But I think that was from. That, I think that mentality comes into managers. They try open play, like when he went from Bournemouth to. I think it was where was it? He went Bristol City. Then was it Gillingham? I'm not sure what happened, but I think he because at one point Gillingham used to play great football on the people. It's great football. They got to the playoff final. Yeah, they got they to Man lost, lost Man, Man City. Then the year later went up through the playoffs. You look at it and it, he did try that. He did try to be open, but obviously he went to a higher job where he thought, oh, this is where my career will move forward now. And he failed and he got sacked and then your mentality changes because you're an experienced dad. It's It's a natural progression though, isn't it? It's like somebody ringing you and saying, do you know what salary you're earning now? I'll add another 10k on it and give you a company car and they'll give you an extra two or three weeks holiday a year. You go... Uh, when do I start tomorrow? Do, do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Absolutely, yeah, like you go, you know, and then you go, I've yeah. gone, the manager's an arse and I don't like him. He comes this terrible like, and then And then things don't work out, so you leave. It's the Football clubs, people go, it's nothing like real life, it's exactly like real life, it's just with a little bit of difference here and there. Well, it is, yeah, I mean, you could, you could move into somewhere like a business like I don't know I don't know say a building site and a bricklayer works brilliant with one foreman gets on with him has a laugh have a drink after work or whatever different foreman comes in he's a different bloke because he doesn't get on with him yeah. and he can't he's like oh no I'm not going to lay hundreds like of bricks for him partnership strikers some just don't work out some just don't work, work under, yeah. under a certain bloke it's, it's just how it is like I mean when you look at it and you're thinking you've got these experienced managers that we could go for why don't we do that? I just don't understand why we just don't go for something completely different let's not just bring in Alex Neal in it probably within a year two years we'll go oh he's a bit boring isn't he and then we'll, we, and, and we'll want something new again it's like for me it's a backwards step like fair enough we did we tried with Nathan Jones talented young manager this that and the other I mean it's it's like here we've got we've got another one here will Pulis would Pulis come back knowing that he doesn't work with Tony Scholes by Dave Finney and I think it's a good question I think would people just come back and work well with scores when we know they don't get on before mm. the thing is normally when you don't get on with someone it never really improves does it if you've never got on with them look at everybody you ever used to fall out with at school if you saw them now in the pub you still wouldn't get on with them you wouldn't just all of a sudden go well you're not an arse like you were before yeah. if you don't get on you don't get on it's as simple as that and I, like, I'm sorry to say to all the people who think Pulis is going to come back as manager the only way that will happen is if Peter Coates overrides Tony Scholes and the fact is I don't think Peter Coates is, is involved with it as much as he used to be well, then, it, then, it, then it just because it just causes an unbalance then doesn't it from board level to manager well that's for me because Pulis yeah. would just go over his head anyway Yeah. if, if he comes to a player and he goes well he won't let me buy him 
oh let me have a word with him yeah. and then before you know it see, the power's gone and Tony Scholes won't be happy again yeah. I mean to be honest I, I wish he'd come in just for that job so he could get rid of him <laughs> but it, I mean like I said it's, it's just how it goes right so we've had a good discussion there good questions some good uh, communication thanks for that keep them coming in good questions there especially that one at the end the Pulis one yeah uh, so right we'll move into the ladies now how did they get on? well they lost 2-0 but mm. they are top of the league Sunderland so Oh, so it's um, top yeah, side. Yeah, I, I think they're about six points clear now as well, Sunderland. Yeah, it's not very often we do the pod and they've lost, really. No, it's, it's very rare. We don't we don't tend to lose Chloe Jones' army. I mean, I mean, we've had a little bit of bad news this week. Um, Holly Nelson uh, has done an anterior cruciate ligament. Oh, so that's a uh, that's a lengthy. Uh, so that's the end of the season for. Yeah, for the goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's it's a bad injury, really. So we obviously wish her all the best. Yeah, wish her all the best. Don't you get back and recover well. And the ladies have lost their goalkeeping coach for the academy. Jack Shirley is going to the men's side. So this is a progression there of moving into fingers. Might as well get Chloe Jones in as manager while we're there as well, especially with her recent performances as manager <laughs> of the Potterettes. Yeah, I mean the the ladies reserves. I mean the weather's destroying them. <laughs> it's been a couple of Every time I turn it on, postponed, postponed. <laughs> well, might, might be just worth playing it indoors. <laughs> or just not bothering. Five sack. Get the results through. Yeah, yeah, so unfortunately they have lost today, but. Um, Top of the league, son, when it's, yeah, it's, it's flying. Um, so. I mean, we've got Stoke flying at the same time. They're doing well, the Potterettes are, so. I mean, would you go watch him again, actually? You put some footage up. I noticed Skulls has had a meeting with him lately. I yeah. noticed he's got a pint in his hand as well. Tony Skulls, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's another podcast done. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It's a long one, so we can only apologise, but there's a lot to say this time. So thanks for listening. Thanks for Brent coming on as well. Thanks, thanks Brent, for getting involved. First guest, hopefully many. If you want to get involved and want to come on, just get in touch with us on Facebook. I'm Ian from Scholar Green, and you've got Mark from Stuttgart. If whoever you want to get in touch with, we'll... Potter's page. Potter's page, just come on say you want to come on. And we'll sort it out. Steve Turnbull is on next week. Steve Turnbull is on next week. <laughs> Said that twice to make sure that he knows now he's going to get a load of grief if he doesn't come on. <laughs> so, uh, again, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. All the best.